Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or as always, download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. On this episode of Press This, we're going to be talking about WordCamp US. We're going to be actually interviewing Stephen Word, a common co-host of the Press This podcast here. Stephen was at WordCamp US. He's going to tell us all about it. He's going to tell us uh, the news, the updates to WordPress core, kind of what's going on. And what you should pay attention to as you think about your digital strategy for your WordPress properties in the future. Stephen, welcome back from WordCamp US. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, It was a great conference, uh, but good to be back here in Austin and uh, speaking with you guys. Awesome. Well, that sounded like a good update. I think the show's over now, Stephen. Uh, All done. (laughs) All right. Just kidding, of course. Uh, Lots, lots going on at WordCamp. So for those of you that weren't aware... WordCamp happened, uh, what was the weekend, what were the dates, December 1st through the 3rd, something like uh, that? Yeah, 1st through 4th. 
Yep, yep, yep. So uh, if you were unable to make it there in Nashville, I uh, hope this episode will give you some insights into what's going on in the WordPress community. So, Stephen, I, you know, a lot of people run WordPress on their site or their blog and are actually really, really involved with it, but aren't necessarily in tune with the open source or community side. So I think it'd be helpful if you gave a little context to people like what is WordCamp US and why is it so important? Uh, so WordCamp US um, is the largest uh, WordCamp event in North America. It has about 1,800 attendees this year. Um, it's designers, creators, uh, plug-in authors, product companies, um, hosting companies. Pretty much you get representatives from uh, all, uh, all the different aspects of WordPress. Um, the idea is, is that you, know, you have sessions from prominent speakers, people that are experts in their field. Uh, you get vendors and sponsors, um, but really for me, it's about getting you know FaceTime uh, with some of the leaders in the community, uh, getting to see people that we traditionally only get to interact with online. So you describe pretty much every conference there. There's there's sponsors and speakers and mm-hmm. in, in the hallway track, but there, there's something a little bit more special about WordCamp US as it relates to uh, WordPress core and the, the kind of open source software that underpins WordPress. Could you tell us a little bit about like why is WordCamp US so important to the open source aspect of WordPress? So at WordCamp US, uh, one of the things that happens that does not happen at uh, the other North America conferences is we get what we call state of the word. It's a yearly update uh, given by Matt Mullenweg that sets the direction of the WordPress project as well as provides updates um, kind of a retrospective view of what has been going on in the last year. And then also sets future direction for where the project is headed, um, as long as brings up a lot of interesting conversations about where the project should head. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I know a lot of the things we're going to cover here today are part of what uh, Matt Mullenweg, uh, one of the creators of WordPress, um, gave or basically pointed out during the State of the Word address. But I remember when I first went, I know they have these at other WordCamps, but when I first went to WordCamp US, one of the things that stood out for me were the contributor and community days. And uh, I was hoping you could maybe share a little bit with people who aren't familiar with what that means. Like, why, why, why is that such a big deal um, that these that these days or events are taking place? Sure. So on the third day of WordCamp US, uh, basically, there's a uh, about 500 participants, um, different teams across uh, the WordPress project. You have the core team, you have the accessibility teams, uh, you have the people that uh, put together all those really great videos over at WordPress TV. Um, but basically, every subgroup inside of the open source project, uh, it's one of the opportunities that we get every year to huddle around a table, uh, have meaningful discussions. Uh, and kind of hash out some of that stuff that's a little bit more difficult to discuss or act upon um, online without the bandwidth of being in person. Um, of those contributors, so you know, we had 100 new people this year. Uh, gives people an opportunity that have never gotten involved with uh, the actual making of WordPress before uh, to not only learn and get set up, uh, but also have access to some of the experts in the community um, and get more people on board with helping. It really promotes this idea of the open web. Um, and, and gets more and more people involved every cycle. Yeah, I think it's funny you brought up the the kind of new members, new people who are going to contribute to WordPress. Because to me, when I first was exposed to this, I thought that was the secret club meeting. I thought that, oh my goodness, I'm not a WordPress core contributor. And I'm, I'm not a developer either. And, and both of those things really made Contributor Day feel inaccessible to me. 
Um, and I, I later learned that wasn't really the way it worked. And maybe you could touch on that a little bit for people that might be considering contributing in the future. Yeah, a large part of what we do at Contributor Day is uh, it's literally called onboarding new contributors. And that's one of the main focal points uh, of a Contributor Day. Um, you know, a lot of people that uh, have been familiar with the project or working with it for a long time are very familiar with the tooling, uh, how to get environments set up, um, and kind of have their own patterns. Uh, one of the main things that you can get out of a contributor day uh, is there's training sessions, uh, educational sessions that you know inform uh, people that have never touched WordPress before and allows you to pair with mentor or mentors uh, in the team, uh, maybe of an interest area that you have. And kind of get a uh, you know step-by-step walkthrough of how to get involved um, and how to stay involved uh, throughout the WordPress project. Awesome. So I've been keeping up with you know I saw the state of the word address by Matt and took some notes here and there. So I wanted to kind of dive into some of the bigger announcements and kind of get your thoughts on them. So um, one of the things Matt pointed out was that version five of WordPress would be released. Uh, when was that about? Uh, yeah, the uh, the date we were given was somewhere towards the end of April. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a guess at this time. You know, I think the way that uh, the the core team puts it is, you know, we're we're in a feature based release cycle right now, rather than a date one. So the date wasn't uh, definitive, but I think what we're targeting for is uh, right about the end of April, early May. Okay, so that that's the next kind of major iterative release. Again, feature focused, not necessarily driven by a particular date. But there's a big, like, 800-pound gorilla in this release that I think a lot of people are, are struggling with and maybe even excited about, apprehensive about, but also optimistic about, and that's Gutenberg. Uh, maybe you can give us a little qu- quick brief on what Gutenberg is and, like, what about Gutenberg happened at WordCamp US? I think that's probably top on a lot of people's minds here. Absolutely. Uh, so Gutenberg is a replacement for the uh, the WYSIWYG editor that's been in uh, WordPress course since I believe 2006. So it's just about 12 years old at this point and is, you know, ultimately remain unchanged. Um, so what Gutenberg is, is a uh, it's more of a, uh, a visual editor for your content. Um, they work off this concept of blocks. Um, so a block is basically like a piece of content um, that can be moved around. So you can have things like image blocks or paragraph blocks. Um, but basically, it's a m- way more modern, uh, modernized way to edit content and give you uh, more of a one-to-one. What you see is what you get. Um, you know, currently in the you know version WordPress 2.6 to 4.9, where we are now, um, you know, it looks a lot like uh, editing a Word doc, and a lot of the the visual elements that are in your content you don't really realize till you get published on the front end. Um, Gutenberg is a effort to uh, basically remove that uh, disconnect between what you're writing and what you're publishing, and then what actually gets rendered on the front end. Um, it's a very very big effort, um, and but it's also marks probably the biggest change uh, that has happened in WordPress in in almost five six years. Yeah, it's such a a big deal, and it's kind of interesting to hear you point out the disconnect between editing on the back end and what you see on the front end. And I think the other piece you kind of glazed over a little bit there was a kind of aspect of blocks or components that I can create things that I can replicate in other places and have more confidence that they're going to render correctly on the front end versus just like you pointed out, a Word doc where I'm bolding things and maybe I can copy and paste it into a new post, but replicating it, having 
ultimate visibility and control and how it renders, or, or should I say limited ability to make it render the wrong way, um, is an important part of Gutenberg. So I know there's a lot of controversy around this. I do want to dive into that, but we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to dive into that right when we get back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Stephen Word, WordPress core contributor and WordPress innovation program manager at WP Engine about WordCamp US and updates. And right before the break, Stephen, you were sharing that Gutenberg was like one of the, the topics du jour at WordCamp US. And, you know, one of the controversies I've heard around Gutenberg, a lot of anxiety around this, is how Gutenberg will work with my plugin, whether I make one or uh, that I've distributed publicly or maybe a, a private plugin that I've made. Um, could, you, could you dive in a little bit there? Like, what was the talk? Um, did Matt address that? Um, did, did people express concerns or were there solutions proposed? Like, how are plugins going to deal with Gutenberg? Like, all the plugins are made really to work within the kind of old style, and now this new style is coming out. What the heck are we going to do? Oh wow, there's no uh, there's there's no one word or one phrase answer to sum that up. It is a uh, quite a quite a complicated uh, problem. Um, so what you have is you have you know we have an ecosystem of I think forty five forty six thousand plugins at this point. And they've, as I stated earlier, uh, you know, this part of WordPress has not changed in 12 years. So one of the points of concern is, is that, you know, of these 46,000 plugins, um, if they do anything that touches the visual elements or the visual editor of WordPress, um, they're going to have to adapt. They're going to have to update. Um, and as we come up on this, uh, you know, release of 5.0 coming, you know, sometime in, you know, mid-spring, um, there's a lot of concern from the community about, you know, whether the plugins... Uh, will be able to update in time. Is that enough lead time? 
Uh, he, you know, there's actually quite a few uh, complicated issues here. Another one would be um, is that if you have, let's say, 10 plugins on your site and one of them uh, does not have Gutenberg support, but the other nine do, um, now you're kind of locked into this old idea where, you know, you can't actually move forward and use the new feature um, because one of your plugins uh, is no longer supporting that. So you're talking about the new future and kind of retaining the old. I know WordPress has this mantra of backwards compatibility. It feels like this is kind of going against that grain a little bit. But if I wanted to kind of stay with the old way because I wasn't ready to update my plugins, I mean, certainly not updating WordPress is is not the answer, right? Because obviously there's security patches and things like that. Were there any solutions offered around? Like how do I retain the old way while I get my stuff kind of ready for the new way? Uh, yeah, one of the announcements that came out of uh, the State of the Word, which was uh, pretty compelling, um, is they are introducing the concept of a classic editor plugin. Um, so the idea here would be that, you know, even though you still get version 5.0 and then the following point releases for security, as you stated, um, there will be an, uh, uh, this plugin that you can install that will disable Gutenberg um, and replace it with the, the WYSIWYG editor that you're familiar with. Uh, we call it Tiny, Tiny MC is the name of that. Um, and, you know, this is not necessarily a uh, recommended strategy for uh, the long-term future, but it does provide a way to, uh, you know, mitigate risk as, you know, we move forward in the project um, and allow, you know, your editorial teams, your site administrators, um, you know, to properly vet things and, uh, you know, to move forward with uh, a little bit more confidence. So you've got a little escape hatch there with the, uh, I think you, what did you call it, the old editor plugin or? Uh, I believe they're calling it uh, editor classic, classic Edi- editor. Editor classic. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so you don't need to freak out too, too much with the, the looming changes in April for Gutenberg. And of course, people are also asking me like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I think you can certainly get those kind of advanced releases to start to plan that out. But it feels like the uh, Gutenberg project isn't even far enough along yet to decide what to do, like what specific actions to take, maybe generally from a strategic point of view. But with the classic editor plugin, I guess you'll be able to rewind the clock if you're not quite ready in that April time frame. Yeah, the recommendation here would be to actually take that uh, classic editor plugin and go ahead and install it on your site now. Um, that way, when you do get the 5.0 release, it's already set in place. Um, and then perhaps through things like staging or development environments, you can disable that. Um, you know, another uh, mitigation technique that you could take is, you know, Gutenberg is also a feature plugin at the moment. Now, that being said, the plugin isn't quite developed yet or else it would be released into core. Um, you know, one of the things that we can do as a, as a community is to start using uh, the Gutenberg plugin, which is available in the .org repo, um, with your staging sites now, I, uh, you know, I don't think anybody would recommend that you put this into a production environment at the moment. Um, but, you know, by using this in a, a staging or development environment um, and adopting Gutenberg early, um, they know that's, you know, there's nothing better for user testing than people who actually use it in the future. So there's this huge call to action right now for testing Gutenberg, uh, you know, as much as possible. Awesome. 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 So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on Gutenberg. I suspect personally that. Uh, There will be more shuffling between now and April that makes that transition easier. I can't imagine asking 40 some odd million websites to to make these kinds of changes. So I I expect more from that team in in making that process easier. I have no reason, uh, specific evidence to support that, but 
but generally, obviously, the core team is very uh, cautious and careful when it comes to making sure core is stable and helpful for others. So I want to shift gears for a minute. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but had to stay silent while they uh, waited for their release. But the agency XWP uh, released uh, a new service, really, Tide, which is uh, essentially a code quality checking tool. And uh, Matt and the uh, core team had some interesting announcements around Tide and its role in WordPress core. Could you maybe talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So Tide is a, uh, basically it's a automated test that run against uh, every plugin and theme in the directory. So the idea is, is that you could take a plugin or a theme as a developer um, and submit it to a Tide API and that will give you a code quality score um, or perhaps just a list of suggestions. Um, in WordPress, we have our coding standards, um, which is basically a format or a way of um, ensuring code quality and code consistency um, across different WordPress projects. Uh, for example, all of WordPress core is written to the WordPress code standard. Um, and that's not something that we've ever had in plugins or themes before. Um, so that means that, you know, multiple themes and uh, different plugins have been written to a different standard, which means it's uh, harder to contribute, it's harder to read. Um, Tide is an effort to uh, basically get everyone on the same page. One of the interesting announcements that came out of uh, the state of the word is is that uh, the Tide project is actually going to be adopted as an official uh, core uh, area. And what the plan is, is to take Tide um, and have it automatically uh, basically you know, iterate over all the plugins and themes that currently exist in WordPress core, um, evaluate them, provide developer feedback. Um, and I think the idea of a score is still up in the air. Um, but, you know, in its current state, it provides a score on a scale of one to 100 uh, to kind of give you a, a sense of, you know, which plugins are quality or which ones maybe need some more work, um, and, you know, as a consumer, but also as a developer to help improve code quality. All right. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Basically, to kind of translate that to the non-open source world, they're going to be running, running code quality checks across essentially every plugin and theme. And it's funny, you mentioned the score of one to 100, because I think it was Matt in State of the Word that said it was going to be pass-fail, uh, which I thought that was a unique distinction, but I assume... Uh, perhaps that was uh, maybe Matt misspeaking. My, my knowledge of it was be more of a guide than a yes or a no. Because just because something is coded well, uh, at least through the code quality perspective well, doesn't mean it's actually a well-functioning plugin. So it's, it's kind of an interesting um, side note there. So um, just a reminder, though, if you um, XWP is the agency that makes Tide. Um, I don't know if they have a link for Tide offhand, but if you check their blog, they'll be posting about it there. Um, so if you want to run code quality checks on your own WordPress code, your themes, your functions, your plugins, you can actually do that using the Tide tool. I'm not sure about their release um, plans or timing as it relates to the broadcast of this episode. So I do want to dive into the rest of the announcements from WordCamp US because there's some other interesting things that happen. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. 
take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Learn more at brainhealth.gov. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is fraying. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divides. But they can't do it without us. Donate today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing WordPress core contributor Stephen Word about everything that happened at WordCamp US, everything you missed. We're diving into all the updates. So far, Stephen, we've covered Gutenberg and the litany of uh, news and controversy that exists there. Talked a little about a little bit about Tide and code quality checking and its impact on plugins and themes. Uh, but there's actually some more things that happened around plugins and themes around um, localization and translation, right? This is a big deal for WordPress. WordPress has dominance in English-speaking countries, but is still trying to gain market share in non-English-speaking countries. Big, big deal for WordPress. Stephen, what happened with localization and translations for plugins at WordCamp US? Yeah, there are a couple of uh, interesting announcements, um, and you know, some of them actually just uh, reporting on uh, how we've been doing on this effort. Um, so one of the things that was uh, really interesting to hear about, um, so WordPress itself has always been, uh, you know, pretty well translatable. Um, you know, if you go to translate.wordpress.org, um, it has this concept of uh, what's called a language pack. Um, you know, I don't remember the exact number, but, uh, you know, it's it's somewhere up near 100. Uh, so you can actually download WordPress um, and, you know, in your native language and use it that way. Um, one of the things that has been a little bit of a shortcoming in the past is, is that, you know, while WordPress core can support your native language, um, adding a theme or a, a plugin, um, you know, generally does not have that level of support. Um, so one of the announcements that uh, was really exciting for me was is that now there's this concept of uh, language packs for plugins and themes. So now through uh, translate.wordpress.org, you can also go in and have community members come in and enter strings and translate them into their own language, and then those will be consumed uh, by the plugin or theme. And the end result there is that now you have uh, an entire, uh, you know, back end uh, uh, of WordPress that is in, uh, you know, your own natural language. Um, you know, of the top 10 plugins in the repo, um, you know, there were somewhere between 20 and 56 different uh, language packs supported, which is, you know, just a really incredible number if you think about it. Um, you know, one of the things that I've always found interesting is uh, about a year ago, um, we now get more downloads of WordPress per release in uh, non-English speaking languages than we do in English. So it's actually a more prominent product outside of English speaking nations. Um, 
now, which is like, you know, that marks a pretty big change and it shows a lot of, uh, you know, adoption across the world, which is pretty exciting. I like how you spun my stat there on uh, English is not uh, or English is the dominant language of WordPress, too. No, it's not, David. <laughs> it's uh, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, of course, there was more going on at WordCamp US than just Matt Mullenweg uh, talking at State of the Word. So what were some of your other favorite sessions there? Like what's going on in WordPress that's like cool that uh, people were kind of showing off or talking about during their sessions uh, at WordCamp? Yeah, there were uh, there were quite a few great sessions. Uh, it's an impossible to go through them all right now, but um, a couple that stuck out to me. Um, Cadam White, who in my personal opinion is probably one of the better uh, speakers uh, that I've ever seen at a WordCamp or any event for that matter, um, gave a really great talk on, on Webpack, um, which is a technology used to uh, bundle assets and code. Um, if anybody is familiar with uh, things like... Um, Grunt or minifiers um, and a lot of these build tools, uh, Webpack is kind of becoming the new standard for bundling. And he walked us through uh, basically the proper ways to do this. And the end result is, is that you end up in a uh, basically a build of your site that you can deploy quickly. Um, it saves resources. Um, you can get like major percentage wins off of um, just the efficiency and way that you transport a website to a browser. Um, and that was a really compelling talk. Uh, Awesome. So uh, I remember earlier you were mentioning uh, there was some, uh, one other interesting talk that you had, had talked about, which was kind of around the Internet of Things, right? Like I, I really need to connect my toaster to WordPress, Stephen. Is, is there something for that? Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, you know, a, a gentleman named uh, George uh, St Stephanophis. Uh, I'm sorry, Stenoff I always butcher the last name. I apologize, George. Um, but yeah, he showed us basically how he was able to connect uh, Arduinos uh, to his WordPress project um, and, and basically do fun things like um, you could have a like a hardware switch in your store where when you flip the light switch, it would automatically update your website to say, you know, now we're open. Um, you have things where you can uh, connect it to a weather station and say, hey, this is the current temperature at my home and you could have that broadcast on your website. That's um, incredible. Yeah, it's a lot uh, of cool stuff. There's all kinds of great sessions that happens at WordCamp US. If you go to WordPress.tv, they upload videos of most of those sessions up there, so you can check them out. So, Stephen, thanks for the update on WordCamp US. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Have a great time as always. And thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Press This. Don't forget, we broadcast new episodes every Tuesday. You can download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows for uh, forward slash shows forward slash press this. You can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.